all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. To help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. So happy to be with you all again to connect and share and grow. Going to get to a few questions today. Haven't uh, read any questions, any listener questions in a while. So, uh, and as you guys know, I love getting them. So, yeah, I'm going to take a crack at a few that are that are pretty good, pretty tricky, pretty you know going to make me put on my thinking cap. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you haven't ever written in questions, you can do so through our website, positivehead.com on the Facebook group, Positive Heads, which is a incredible collective of P-heads, uh, as I affectionately call all you guys who are coming together, sharing, connecting, you know, supporting one another. It's a private group, so you can open up and get personal if you so desire, but you can also leave questions there. And uh, I add them to a list. Uh, you can email br- as well, Brandon at positivehead.com. But uh, yeah, I put them on a list and try and get around to as many of them as I can. Um, so yeah, please connect in that way if you feel so inclined. Um, before I do take a few questions today, I would like to read a review on iTunes. You guys know I also love my iTunes reviews. Not only do they help fuel my fire to continue this labor of love, but uh, they also help us to reach new people. So let's see here. This is a short but sweet review by Soraya Shorestream. Shoresteam, such a positive show. I love this podcast. Brandon is an incredible host with great energy, and he discusses some really powerful stuff. A great way to start the morning. I highly recommend it. Aw, thank you, Soraya, so much for taking the time out of your life to connect with me. So, means a lot, and um, yeah. So, let's dive right in, shall we? I've got a few queued up here, and... Um, Let's see what we've got. This one was a, was a really good one that came to me with a little bit of synchronicity, uh, a lot of bit of synchronicity. So I woke up a few, I don't know, a week or so ago, and uh, this person actually sent me a Facebook uh, direct message. So Ian wrote in about the procrastination episode I did a few weeks ago, and he goes, uh, so about not forcing things that aren't meant to be. That was the big takeaway. You'll feel energy and action will be actually less work when you're in alignment. 
That totally makes sense in many situations, but I have trouble interpreting this concept fully. For example, exercise. I clearly need to exercise, but I feel lazy or make an excuse because it feels like a lot of effort. So I'm trying to wrap my head around laziness and flow alignment. What's the difference or how do you monitor yourself from just using alignment as an excuse for laziness? All right, what a great question, isn't it? And how funny I get it in the middle of the night when I am turning off my alarm to opt to sleep instead of getting up and exercising. What do you know? And um, so... Um, let's, let's analyze what Ian's saying here. There's some assumptions, Ian, I, I believe that you're making. Uh, you said, I clearly need to exercise. Um, and, you know, do you clearly need to exercise? I mean, yes, most people would say exercise is a really, really good thing, including myself. But is, is, is there nothing, is there something you have to do? You need to do it or what? What happens, right? Is there, are there people who don't exercise who have a healthy life? Um, is there, you know, what if you just have a really, really good diet? Um, granted, exercise is going to improve. I rec- I'm not, not recommending exercise here, but, um, you know, you're you're making some assumptions and you're judging is the point. You're judging that not exercising is a bad thing and then you're feeling bad about it and you're ca- you're calling yourself lazy, which is um which is once again a judgment, another negative uh perspective. So the the issue with these assumptions and these judgments, what do they do? They make you feel bad. They're they're out of they're out of alignment, right? They're out of alignment with feeling good about who you are, where you're at, what you've done up to this point and in this moment. So, you know, this is a tricky question. It's a great question. It's why I wanted to, you know, do do my best at tackling it here. And um, so I I think, you know, look closely at these assumptions and judgments that you're making about what you have to do. You didn't say I have to, but I clearly need to. I mean, pretty close, right? And uh, then this word laziness, um, it, it, you know, and is there times when being quote unquote lazy is, is the healthiest thing you can do? It certainly are. So uh, I would say rest, uh, rejuvenation, relaxation, super important, right? So let's, uh, let's just do a little backstepping on some of these judgments. Let's relax about the need to do anything Thing because whenever you feel like you have to do something, what does that make you? What does that make you do? Not want to do it? It's you know, it's like that's the the number one thing that's going to push you away. Feeling like you've got to do it or else something bad. This you know, this these bad things happen. So. Um, you know, that's, that's the best way I can uh, approach this. And that's what bubbles up for me when I take a look and, and really analyze your question here. Let's relax that morning that it was, it was not an alignment for me to get up and go exercise. I knew without getting the proper sleep, getting up at 5.30 was going to negatively impact the rest of my day and, and I would have low energy and it just, the, the trade-off wasn't good. So it was better for me to be lazy and sleep in uh, ultimately. So um, let's, you know, let's relax about these judgments. Let's back up, let's slow down and just you know what i will say is if you can get rid of any of those those judgments that are truly out of alignment with feeling good right um which is the the end goal if you can get those out of the way and just relax about this whole thing and find ways to feel good the natural inclination is going to bubble up to go exercise if that is indeed something that is going to bring more benefit into your life which i would agree with you it most likely would right 
Um, so um, that's what I would say. Just, just stop with this whole I need to, got to, I'm bad if I don't. Put it all down. Relax. I can look at lots of people who don't exercise at all that have had the healthy, healthy, healthy life. Um, so, you know, there is no definitives in this world. Uh, there are most likelies and probabilities, perhaps. But, uh, you know, my father is, you know, in his 70s, eats fried chicken like it's going out of style. I try and talk to him about being healthier. He believes that he is uh, bulletproof. He has relatives that have lived past a hundred and so in what has that done that's led to his experience as well so could that be the more powerful thing if you believe it strong enough and what's great about this is this really parlays into the next question so uh the french fry wrote our beliefs create our experience why weren't people actually gaining health benefits from cigarettes before we discovered their hazards and if someone believes they're beneficial for their health what would stop that from being true At which point do our beliefs create our reality or have us living in denial? Great, great question. Perfect flow into, you know, from where we were just at, French fry. And um, you're at which point do our beliefs create our reality? I don't know. I don't have that answer. I don't know where the line is. What I do know is there's all sorts of evidence that shows if belief is strong enough. You know, what did Jesus say? With the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. That's a pretty, that's pretty powerful statement. It's very much in contrast with what we know to be possible based off of the norms, right? You know, Osho talks, speaking back to the exercise thing, Osho talked about you could sit there and get in great shape by visualizing. If you can drum up enough energy around it, it's going to be the same benefits. Now, I, I haven't done it. I haven't seen anyone do it. Do I believe it's possible? I absolutely do. Um, if, if you can move a, a mountain with a mustard seed, you can probably get some um, some pecs and uh, bigger biceps by meditating on it enough and believing it. So w- at what point do our beliefs create a reality? I don't know. Do I believe our beliefs create a reality? Absolutely. You know, we know uh, placebo effect is a real thing. Uh, we know uh, there's just so much evidence out there. So, uh, French Fry, great question. Um, I would say I, I don't know that people were being uh, inundated with the idea that cigarettes created health before we knew they were a hazard. I, I don't know. I haven't researched that. Um, but uh, if there was someone out there who did, um, you know, you're assuming here that there are people who didn't. And I would say, I, I, if I had to bet right now, if someone had a gun to my head and said, uh, bet right now, and if you get it right, uh, I'll let you live. <laughs> I would bet myself there is someone out there who got the idea that it was beneficial health for their health, and, and as a result, it was beneficial for their health. That would be probably the bet I would make. Um, so, um, you know, what would stop it from being true? He said, I don't really think anything would stop it from being true. I, I just don't know the point, the tipping point between, you know, normal 3D reality, which is created by consensus of all of us, I believe, right? I, if I, I believe if all of us right now, the whole world changed and believed we could, you know, teleport or fly or any crazy concepts, I believe our whole 3D model would shift to accommodate that. Now, we have ingrained that you cannot and ingrained in our minds and culture and that that you can't. So, you know, the typical person doesn't. Are there, are there people who've claimed to do such things? Yep, there are. Have I done it? Nope. Have I seen anyone do it? Nope. Do I believe it's possible? I believe anything's possible. So, 
Um, so that's the, that's the answer to your question, French Fry. Um, I don't know where the, the point is. Uh, I don't know that someone hasn't benefited from cigarettes. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, what's great about this exploration in 3D reality for all of us, we get to dive in and play with it ourselves and see where we can bend, uh, bend reality to uh, create magic, right? And I know I've seen certainly a lot in my own life, things that shouldn't be possible, shouldn't happen, that are defy logic and uh it's been you know it's been a a wonderful wonderful journey and and i continue and will continue and love to continue to hear your stories as well on how we've broken through these uh these definitives you know all these ideas of what is or isn't possible it's like uh, it always seems to be shattered at some point Audrey Hepburn said, nothing is impossible. The world, the word itself says I'm possible. So, um, so yeah, that's my two cents on that one. Hope that helps to give some insight. Uh, and now I have one more question that I would like to uh, address. And this one is down a little bit different rabbit hole. I had someone who wrote in uh, anonymously. Um, they said, hey, Brandon, I hope you're having a fantastic day. I'm writing directly to you because I'd rather not post this in the Facebook group for all to see. Bear with me. This may be a bit long. I've been listening to your podcast for about six months now. I try to listen at least once a day. The podcast has helped me so much on my journey of self-realization and self-growth. I was a very negative person and struggled daily with depression, stress, and anxiety. I was searching for something positive to help change that, and that's how I came across your podcast. I still struggle with those things at times, but my current situation is my boyfriend and I have been together for four and a half years, and we have two beautiful boys together, a three-year-old and a three-month-old. I'm 23. I've been a stay-at-home mom for three years now since we had our first son, and I've been the cheerleader, cheerleader for my boyfriend chasing his dreams building his business. I recently listened to the podcast episode where you read from the book Oneness about lovingly letting go of old relationships, and that really hit home for me. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely love my boyfriend with all my heart. He's the father of my children, so I will always have that connection with him. But a huge part of me feels like it's time to let the relationship go because I feel it is no longer serving either of us anymore. I feel we both harbor major resentment towards each other, mostly me toward him, from past events in our relationship, and we tend to keep dragging each other to the past. There are certain aspects in our relationship that I won't go into detail about, but I've gotten to a point that it I am just over it all. I feel if we stay together, neither of us will succeed. I think I have too much of an attachment to him making money and succeeding that he and succeeded that he will never do either of those things because of my attachment to them. I guess I'm concerned about my kids and if leaving is the best decision. I'm pretty set on leaving and he has no idea. Any words of insight? Okay, well, this is a pretty heavy one. And first off, um, you know, I can certainly share my perspective. Uh, I don't claim to uh, have all the answers on something as heavy as this where children are involved. And, um, and uh, you know, so at the end of the day, just that little <laughs> disclaimer there. Um, but, you know, what, what you've said here. You've sort of said it yourself. I'm pretty set on leaving. You're just looking for a little uh, feedback. And, and, and here's my feedback. Um, you know, a lot of times, the biggest misconception, I believe, in one of the biggest misconceptions in our, our 
3D reality here is that a relationship has to last forever in order to be successful. Um, you know, it's something that we're told, we're taught, but really I don't believe it's true at all. I've talked about this in a lot of past episodes and you can, you can, you know, look in the archive, uh, you know, many, multiple episodes talking about my, my, my perspectives and somewhat unconventional perspective on relationships and, um, you know, things like that. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't believe it has to last forever. I believe a lot of times souls come together to, uh, they have a soul contract with um, children. Uh, and once that contract has been um, sort of played out, funny enough, one of my best friends just was calling me here. I always have my phone on silent and who's going through uh, this very thing right now uh, has, a, has a small child uh, and the, the natural separation is occurring, right? And a lot of times where the pain comes is in, in is when we try and hold on to these things, right? It's like we're here to grow and learn when we've exhausted that opportunity to grow from each other. That's when the pain really starts because we all get attached, right? And so we, we stay in stuff. We've all, many of us listening to probably stayed in relationships way beyond their shelf life, right? And uh, I know I have. And so, um, you know, when we can become aware that we're not serving ourselves, the other party, are we really helping our children to allow them to get older and kind of the, the, the harder, the, of course, the older they get, the harder it is for them, right? My son, uh, uh, you know, I was with his mother up and off and on up until he was like two years old. Um, and as a result of splitting at that point, I am, you know, it was never a thing. It was never an issue. So, you know, that's something I would say definitely to consider because he didn't really remember, you know, us being together. So it was never, you know, whereas if, you know, your parents split at 10 years old, it's probably uh, a lot more traumatic, right? Or some, some, you know, the older they get. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, sort of my take on that. The one thing I want to point out as well, you'd mentioned, you know, holding on to things that he's done or has not done. You know, a lot of times, I don't know what those things are, um, but I feel like if you can bring, I think that's another issue a lot of times is holding on to resentment. And uh, that happens a lot in relationships for these sorts of things. And I think some of that uh, has to do with not fully understanding how and why humans act the way they do. And I actually did an episode looking here, episode 347, uh, where it's, I share a clip um, from Christopher Ryan doing a TED talk, uh, you know, all about human beings and how we're really wired. And, you know, a lot of times cheating and things like that come in. And I think if you can bring a greater awareness to the way humans are designed and, um, you know, not to say that that justifies any deception. And I don't even know that that's the case in, in this person's. I'm just saying in general, because um, a lot of times that is the issue. Um, nothing justifies, you know, deception or anything like that. But if you can have some level of understanding of how humans are actually wired, what's in our DNA, uh, and that, you know, and, and then you look at how of the social constructs of, you know, of typical standard relationships in our society, they're in contrast. And, you know, if you want to look into that more in episode 347, there's also some other episodes, the episode with Kelly Neff going way back interview episode where we talk about these types of uh, subjects. Um, I think it will help uh, shine some light on that particular topic, uh, you know, issue that arises so often in relationships. So uh, not to say that is or isn't the case here but yeah uh, holding a grudge you know uh, bringing the more clarity you can bring to something the more you can let things go and that's why i want to point that out and uh 
And that's something to look at in yourself. And it doesn't mean you've got to stay in a relationship, but you, you certainly don't want to stay in a relationship and then just dwell on the past. What are you doing? You're dragging an old story with you that has no bearing on today unless you decide it has a bearing on today. So that's a great thing for uh, you, know, you the, the person that wrote in this question, I would say to focus on in your own growth. Like I said, doesn't mean you need to stay with them. Sounds like you're pretty set on leaving, as you said. But um, yeah, so uh, that is my, words of insight and uh, I hope they help. I hope they shed a little light, a little perspective um, on on these topics. All such great questions and uh, yeah, I hope uh, those of you who have been thinking of writing in a question feel um, inspired to do so. I love to get the questions from you guys so Uh, With that being said, uh, I am out of imaginary time yet again for this episode. Thankfully, there's plenty more where that came from, so I'll be back. I do have an awesome track to leave you guys with. Um, This is uh, a song by Bob Moses. The song is called Tearing Me Up. Hope you enjoy. Until next time, journey well. Love you all. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.